Hi friends, how's it going? Zig coming in at the top of the interview today. I have Allison Self with me. Allison is a singer-songwriter whose musical stylings take on the aesthetic of honky-tonk and Americana. Now, I met Allison about 10 years ago at a gig in Kent at Checkers and Trophies, which is a little dive bar off, like away from downtown Kent. It was uh, Allison, myself, and Brownbird Rudy Relic. And this whole interview kind of came out, it came about because I was trying to get a hold of Brownbird to see what he was doing, why he stopped doing music. Um, me and Cody met Brownbird at Hats in the Flats, which was a, a dive bar in the flats in Cleveland. And um, he had this Misfits EP, and we were just like, oh, this is amazing. And one, he's an amazing performer, but that kind of like encapsulated it for us. Um, so every time Brownbird would come around, we would go see him, and one time I was with Allison. So when I was trying to figure out what happened to him, I reached out to her, and we touched base, and so here we are today. And that was about, like, 10 years ago, like in 2011. No, 2012, something like that. And um, she's been at it ever since. She's been writing and touring and living the, the life, doing the bit, hitting the road, and that's no easy thing to do. It's very taxing and like it takes a certain mindset. So Allison's the real deal. Before we get into the interview, we're gonna listen to one of her new songs off her EP, which is available on Bandcamp and on streaming platforms, but the EP is called Honka Tonk Haze. And the Bandcamp one's got all these cool skits, so I recommend that. But um everyone needs those Spotify plays, go to that as well. Here we go. Um this is too busy being drunk.
Drunk off the EP Honk and Tonk Haze. Alright friends, before we get into it, this podcast is mixed by Studio 44 CLE, Studio 44 CLE. If you have any audio needs, make sure you go to Studio 44 CLE. You can contact Studio 44 at C Studio 44 CLE and contact Jay Sparrow. He can do any audio work you need, any video work you need, some streaming work, anything you need to sound good, he'll make it sound good. So Studio 44 CLE, you can hit him up on Facebook or Studio44CLE at gmail.com. And if you can like, subscribe, rate, review the podcast and any of the podcast platforms, I guess rating and reviewing is mostly on Apple. We can use a little more stars with that. Um, it helps me keep talking to cool people and keep sharing inspiration with you guys. Um, we're also now on the Instagram, the Twitter, the YouTubes, and I think just about everything with the podcast stuff. So if you guys can give us a like and subscribe, subscribe on that, it helps me. Keep doing cool stuff. Appreciate you guys. Now, without further ado, Allison Self. Hold on, let me uh, let me uh, move it around so I can so you can see me. Um. Okay. Yeah. No worries. I can just look at myself too. <laughs> <laughs> that's always you know that's always fun. Um. Yeah. I do this. Oh, okay. There's you. Um. Where's okay? Here I am. Oh hey. Okay. Let me see. <laughs> cool. Where's Where's the camera at? I usually, it's weird with a, okay, hold on, let me make sure the volume's all right. Because I am, like I, like we were saying, I'm recording it mm-hmm. in two different things, and then uh, we'll put it out later. Cool. But, awesome. um, yeah, I don't got, this is my cat mansion. There's a bunch of cats. Kitty. And there's oh, a bunch yeah. of kitties that just ate, so they're very nice. stoked right now to be uh, well-fed. <laughs> um, it's awesome. It's weird. I, I've been doing a lot of these uh, podcasts over the phone, right? And over yeah. Skype, but most people don't use the visual thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. It's not, but it's like you're not talking to anybody. So I've I've done like maybe fifty or some where I'm not looking at yeah. anyone, you know? Yeah. And like so it's just like ah whatever. You know what I mean? So yeah. I appreciate uh feeling like yeah. I'm talking to somebody. I wish yeah, I it's like I'm a person, hi. <laughs> better prepared for it. Um Yeah. But awesome, awesome. Well thank you so much, Allison, for doing this. Um yeah, thanks for asking me. Yeah, yeah, it's been a crazy, like, uh, kind of serpent, uh, difficult like, uh, go-abouts of things, because we've met, and we're going to jump right into it, we met, like, yeah. 10 years ago. Yeah. Like, when you were I'm on the... I'm trying to, like, even remember. I have such a fucking terrible memory. <laughs> well, and you, you hustle a lot. You go around. You're constantly yeah. moving. And, like, what, uh, to kind of get, is there something, what, what is that? Are you just living for the road? Is there like a yeah. just this inner Jack Kerouac that's never like, you know, never, never yeah. satisfied? Well, a lot of it was just like, you know, I spent, I'm 33. And so I spent um, a large part of my early 20s, like hitchhiking and yeah. traveling around, going to like protests and doing a lot of like political stuff. Um, and so then I would tour, you know, um, and so they kind of just overlapped but it was funny because I'd be like, oh, I'm going on tour in a car now. I don't have to like stand on the road with my thumb out. Um, and I think that it just kind of like, I don't know, I home based out of Richmond, Virginia for about right. 10 years and then just was like, I got to go, you know, just want to get out and, you know, do other stuff. And um, yeah, I ended up in like Southwest Virginia for a little bit and then didn't like that, you know, shitty relationship. Um, and so went to Nashville for like three months went to Denver for three months That's and awesome. then ended up in Austin and then yeah. moved here. 
So which just is go Portland around. now, Portland now. If you're <laughs> yeah. Listening. Um, yeah. But uh, so that's it's 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 like there's but you know so you were hitchhiking. You know what I mean? Like and, and yeah. hopping trains and shit. Like yeah. What's I that was, like? That has to be intense. That's some Woody I'm Guthrie stupid. shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. That's like yeah? when people ask me like, like I don't think I've ever been like more afraid for my life is like when the first time I like hopped a moving train yeah, and got well, off of a moving train. And I've only, you know, admittedly, I hitchhiked way more than I wrote trains um, because yeah. I freight trains are just like you can't control them. They will kill you and right. keep moving and people die like a lot and get hurt. And I was just like, man, I don't want to like. I'm already hitchhiking like out here, but yeah. a lot of people like it because they're by themselves and don't have to like depend on other people. Right. But, um, yeah, it's just funny. Cause I'm, you know, in my thirties now and I think back to being like 21 and yeah. just being like, God damn, I was like fearless. Right. <laughs> it's just crazy. And now I'm like, Oh, I don't want to like go to the grocery store cause someone might like breathe near me and it's like making me <laughs> anxious, you know, especially so. now like it, but, but man, that the, the because I, I can't, I don't remember if we talked about it, like whatever, ten years ago, or if I, when I was doing some research, just was reminded that you hop train and like, there's like um, something with like the, with like the kind of music you play and like, or even just folk music in general. You think mm-hmm. of like, just hitting the road and just acoustic guitar Americana, hopping, on the, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's mm-hmm. this thing to it, and there's this this sense yeah. of freedom and long and like longing for nowhere almost. Yeah. Um, but it's one of the last like purely American like uh, I don't know I don't know how to describe it. It's like you will never see the landscape in the world like at like you do from a train. Yeah, you know. How far did you it's, go on the train? What was like it? I went. Uh, I didn't go super far, so I did like Virginia to North Carolina. That's still pretty. And then far. I did. <laughs> That's still pretty yeah. far. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it, it took like ten hours. You know, it's like yeah. they don't go fast sometimes. And then I went up to, um, from Asheville, North Carolina to, oh fuck, where did I go? Somewhere in like, um, Maryland and yeah. we were trying to get to Ohio and we ended up just like totally getting stuck. Like had to like cross like 10 strings of like trains, like in an active yard, like hiding from the fucking, yeah. you know, dude. And I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. I was like, I'm tired. I'm hitchhiking. You can come with me or you can keep like fucking around in the train yard. So it wasn't just you by yourself. All right. No, that trip was me and two of my friends. Okay. Um, Okay. And yeah. And so I was like, yeah, this is more exhausting than (laughs) I'm like, I don't want to climb up these hills and like run from cops. Yeah. Just to get around. That's like, I I don't know. I grew up by tracks. Right. And we would hang out and sometimes throw throw rocks at the train. I would do that. Like, all the time into my teens <laughs> right right there wasn't anything yep. to do so we hung out by the bridge yep. and threw shit at trains and smashed pennies and then it was Where it was great I, I live in cleveland okay yeah we yeah. met oh, i kind of totally jumped that we met at checkers and trophies when you were with a uh, um uh, um brown bird okay. which was kent and then you guys yeah. yeah and then you came up to um uh the five o'clock it was supposed to be somewhere else but it ended up being the five o'clock yeah um, is that the place that like burned down? Uh, Checkers and Trophies, I think so. Yeah, that place was. Oh man, that place was like. Yeah. It was fun, but we were like, "This is a dive." It was a dive because you think Kent, and you're like, "Okay, cool, we're by college, it's gonna be," but it's like way off the path of where people yeah. go. I was like, "Where are we going?" Right. <laughs> like, 
Um, and like yeah. that spot's got some history. Like it, I guess the, yeah. the, the temptations and stuff would play there. Yeah, like all a lot these of soul, bands came through. soul acts mm-hmm. back in the day would stop there. And like, yeah. uh, I think Hank Williams came through too. Yeah. At some point. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, it's just a weird, I don't even know if it's there anymore. Um, but yeah. that was, I think that was the last time I played there was with you guys. Cause I we yeah. I I did some loopings. It was right when I was starting to yeah. get my. Yeah, I my remember shit now. It's like coming back to me. Right. Well, I mean, when yeah. I when I was checking out your site, it's like one of the oldest dates on the site. Like I was like, yeah. shit, I didn't realize it was that long ago. I know it doesn't. It feels like I just blinked and like now I'm here. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, you you've always been moving since. You know, I mean, that's yeah. But um. It's it's <clears throat> it, that was like that was a super dive dive night like no one was there you know yeah I, mean? like, I know it was like five people yeah but like the the Cleveland gig was better it was the Cleveland you, gig was awesome yeah it was yeah. you guys and then someone else on the bill because I remember we were working with Jeremy kid with hair in his face um, yes oh my god <laughs> I didn't want to like bring him up because I was like is that the same dude yeah yeah like what a sweetheart but like oh man what an odd duck right I love that dude yeah. <laughs> Uh, and he's he he hasn't been doing shows as much now. He started like some weird uh, um, ch- uh, checker checkers thing, like or no no chess. He runs a chess club now, right? Oh, cool. he, he would book he would book <laughs> bands forever, and he would book some yeah. legendary bands for their first. Like I think he booked Gogo Bardello, like yeah. on their first run in Cleveland, which is a gypsy punk band um, yeah. from New York. But like, That's so funny. yeah yeah, and he's just like. Well, you know, have you ever heard of? And he'll like, like list the. How do you see? <laughs> I never knew how he saw. I was like, does he have like X ray vision? And he's just looking through that like devil lock. You know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah. He's I like, was like, <laughs> when I was like, you're fucking getting it, dude. Like, you fucking do you. Like, yeah, he still is. Like, you're a freak fly. <laughs> he still is. He's still rocking it the same way. I think the only time I haven't seen that is when I like on his license. Like, they made him like lift it up. <laughs> they made him like part it. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, but yeah, Jeremy is. You're listening. I hope you're doing good, buddy. <laughs> was it? I I think he's doing good. Like I I think he's digging the chest thing he's doing and like he's still a uh, so he's still active in that way. I think he works with like one band. I don't know because mm-hmm. he kind of like um he was really hustling it and like <clears throat> but anywho he I think he yeah. put those nights together and I remember mm-hmm. driving him out with uh yeah. with me to meet up with you guys there. Yeah. Um, but I, so when you're hopping, when you're the bounce back, right? So you're, you're hopping yeah. trains and you're like, you're hitchhiking. And is this before you're playing or is this just like so sense of when adventure? I was on, yeah. When I was like, as far as the timeline of like, yeah, what yeah. did I do? First? I mean, so I went on my first like actual tour in 2009 with my okay. friend Elliot Sussman and we, we yeah. booked it like through MySpace and email nice. and we traveled by Greyhound. Like, nice. We, yeah, and it was like looking back, like we lost so much money. Like, you know, we ended up having to like rent a car to get from Louisville to like Morgantown, and then there was like no Greyhound, and we we're like, how the fuck are we gonna get to Virginia? Right. So that was like the first tour, and I had hopped a train and like hitchhiked for the first time in like uh, summer of '07. Okay. So, so I that would was like before. go hitchhike and then yeah. like do a tour and then like yeah, but so when I was you know, I eventually like. Went on tour with Brown Bird, Rudy Relic a lot, and he had a car. Yeah, <laughs> so he had out. a cool little compact thing. He has yeah, he had well, his shit together. Cooper. Yeah, oh, that dude, was the initially party in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. How'd you meet Brown Bird? How'd that come about? Oh, here's a fucking story. Hey, here we go. <laughs> so let's take it back to MySpace. Okay. 
Um, and I was like right out of high school. I was doing like a technical center a year after to get cosmetology license. Okay. Um, and I was just looking around on MySpace music, like looking for cool roots musicians to follow. Yeah. And I came across Rudy and I just messaged him and was like, Hey, I really like your music. And we just started talking like every day. And, uh, eventually like I ended up going to New York city to like see a friend Yeah. and then we hung out. And the first time we hung out, um, he come and like met me. Yeah. Uh, like outside of a Starbucks or something, you know? And he's yeah. like, Hey, let's go to my, let's go to my office. Cause he worked, um, for university up there. And okay. he was like, you want to record some songs? Let's write some songs. And I was like, what, what, what are we, hi? what do you want to do? <laughs> and so we basically, I was like, hi, nice to meet you. Now we're doing, okay, I guess yeah. we're doing it. And so we ended up writing like, I think like three songs in like a couple days and just like recorded like four tracks in gotcha. like his bedroom, you know, on a four track, like, recorder and so i was just like this and that dude he's just a fucking powerhouse you know right. he's step back from music now obviously um yeah <laughs> is that your cat <laughs> yeah they're going crazy I, I, I thought if i fed them they would be calm usually that's what happens <laughs> but it, they're, yeah. they're going bonkers now i don't yeah. know but like yeah. yeah no he's definitely a powerhouse like when, in every mm. every show that i would see brown bird at he would give it his all he'd get on the chair he'd do the thing and like and then he just disappeared and like yeah. which is initially why i reached out i was like yeah jeremy was spreading some rumors like he died and i'm like no oh he can't God. be he no it's like the legend of like where did rudy go right so like where did i was I'm, i was living my own uh have you seen it in search of sugarman have you seen that doc no. okay i was living that for brown bird i was like what happened to him so well, yeah it was like kind of awkward you know, I mean, we fell like out of touch, but right. never really like weren't friends or anything. But we just, he just didn't focus on music anymore. And right. I think that um, he has like a restaurant food truck or something now. He does like vegan Mexican food in New York. Yeah. And, and he's, he's like killing it. He has like a million Instagram followers I, and shit. And I'm just like, dude, that's awesome. Like he just switched to like another industry and was like, and I'm going to kill it. Like, let's do this. It's crazy because, like, it, like you're saying, he's really good at it. Like, I I, I yeah. found out he's been doing the cooking thing. I hit up mm -hmm. the record label, uh, Relic Records, right? Yeah. I think that's what he was on. That's what, Wait, you were on that too, right? It was Reltone. Reltone, gotcha. <clears throat> mm -hmm. uh, R.I.P. Reltone. <laughs> yeah, so what, what happened with that? When you started recording with uh, Brownbird, did you kind of get introduced to the... Reltone Records that way or what? Yeah, he was like, he was like, look, I'm going to start a thing with like some good friends of mine and we okay. just want to like brand ourselves under this and do releases and stuff. And um, yeah, so our duo that we did was called Gail Ruby and the Sheik and there's yeah, still yeah. like a Bandcamp album. But uh, so yeah, we were just like rolling under that and just like treating it like a gang yeah. almost because we were just like Reltone, like what's <laughs> up? Like pretending that we were pretending to like have beef with like other musicians you're like, oh, all right, well, I'll see you at the show, dude. Like, you want to back it up? You know, just stupid shit, being yeah. funny, trying to get attention. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that was cool. And I guess, you know, when Rudy, like, decided not to uh, keep doing music, it just kind of fizzled. He right. was kind of like the backbone of running it. And it was like, well, if Rudy's not going to do it, then I don't, you know. Yeah. 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 No, I just kind of fizzled out. It's, it's crazy that it, it, it's quickly as, like, you would see him just give his all into a thing, like, he yeah. can just kind of back out like that, you yeah. know, like, I don't know. I've been did it for so fucking long. Yeah. Like so long. Like when I met him, he had already been playing music for like almost 10 years. Oh, okay. See, I didn't know that. I didn't like, yeah. 
I assume, I mean, he was kind of like an old soul, you know what I mean? And he dressed like it and he yeah. embodied that character. So I was just yeah. assumed it was part of the bit. And like, not yeah. a bit, but part of the... It was like brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like, and it, like this, uh, whatever, like... So I, I, I guess I didn't realize how long he's been hustling because he was yeah. always on the go. He would be like through Cleveland every yeah. at least twice a year, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I noticed there's like... Pew, yeah. pew, Cats, <laughs> cats jumping in the air. <laughs> um, but yeah. um, but okay. So before that, you picked up the uke, though. That was like how you yeah. started, right? And like, yeah. yeah. What what kind of drawn you to that? What like you were singing as a kid, right? You were always just yeah. Vocal. I was always like more of a singer, and I was like, at, you know, I was like, I picked up the ukulele in like 2006, technically, and okay. I was like, I was just sick of fucking waiting for people to start bands with me. Yeah to be quite honest. And like, I am an only child. And so I get kind of like impatient gotcha. about stuff. And I was like, <laughs> well, if you can't show up to practice, then I'm just, and I was like listening to a lot of, um, like 1920s and thirties, like jazz and pop and like Hawaiian, you know, like yeah. all that stuff. And, uh, I was listening to a lot of Janet Klein okay. and she plays a ukulele. And I was like, if she can fucking do it, like I'm going to do it, I'm going to go get a uke. And so I just went and bought like a $60 ukulele. That's awesome. And it was also great because when I started traveling, I could put it in my bag if I right? needed to, you know, you can hop a train with a uke, yeah. not like a yeah. guitar, like yeah. running with your Oh my case. God. I can't imagine. <laughs> How awful People that? do it. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> well, I mean, they, you see the videos where people are trying to be Woody Guthrie and hopping trains and oh shit God. with guitars. <laughs> like, but, um, that's the, one of my pet thieves is when people carry their guitar over their shoulder. It's like, no one carries their guitar like that. Yeah. Like a, <laughs> like a fucking ax. Like, yeah. No, yeah. Like, no, no one, you're going to, Fuck the neck up. Don't do that. <laughs> no one poses like they're on the back of the album looking around like, oh, yeah. Johnny Cash just carrying around my fucking guitar in my bag. I know. Like, so, I'm so folk. So folk. So I don't even country. have a case. Yeah. <laughs> I don't collect so. tips when I busk. I just. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> collect but, uh, memories. I collect memories <laughs> of people not paying attention. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's all. But so it's, it seems like you've always been immersed in like this this deep roots culture of music. Yeah. Like just even hearing yeah. you say, "I bit," like that's why you picked up uke. Most people say, mm -hmm. "I picked up uke because I heard Jack Johnson song and it sounded easy." You know what I mean? That's a crazy thing, dude. And it's like I'm not gonna shit on anyone who like picked up the ukulele sure. yeah, yeah. recently. But I stopped. One of the reasons why I and I'm gonna sound like such a pretentious asshole, but one of the reasons <laughs> why I stopped playing ukulele and switched to guitar is because yeah. like ukulele had kind of gotten popular on like youtube oh, and yeah. stuff yeah yeah and i was just like man and i just felt like people thought it was like a joke or something mm -hmm. i don't know how to explain it but i was like i don't think this is for me anymore right you know because yeah. i took it seriously and i didn't want people to be like oh that's a fun toy you know what i mean yeah 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 so and it, it's <clears> weird <throat> like i remember my first girlfriend in high school her whole family was super into ukuleles they were into anything that wasn't <laughs> like yeah it was weird <laughs> Like, uh, the first uke, I was, because I started on guitar, and uke was the first thing I learned that, oh, I can play other things, because they're kind of like yeah. guitar. Um, but she gave, her whole family's really into it, because no one else was kind of into it. And then that trend started to creep up, and they thought they were, like, yeah. trendsetters, and I'm sure they are. I'm not going to deny them not being trendsetters. We were doing it before it was cool, man. <laughs> exactly. And, like, but it's weird how it just crept into culture now. Everyone's doing, yeah. like, hip-hop tunes on a ukulele in their own, yeah. like, sweet version of, like, Get Low. No. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so corny. It's so <laughs> Sorry weird. to anyone who does that, but it's... I, it is. That's... 
I'm just like, I can't watch this shit unless it's like really good. Right. Right. Unless they're really you know? belting it and you're like, ah, oh, yeah, that is cool. I and I am guilty there. of a ukulele rap cover. I will say <laughs> there's video evidence, but <laughs> What'd you do? I apologize for what I did. Me and Elliot Sussman, the guy I went yeah. on tour with, we did, I'm on a boat. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> but it's so. different when you're playing, like when you're playing bar gigs and someone requests it, you know what I mean? Like there's no... Yeah. With how yeah. um, music's consumed now, it's not like oh, I'm playing a country bar. I'm gonna just like you know, what I mean, even in the country yeah. bar, they're gonna there's gonna be hip hop and rock request yeah. and like, yeah, it, it, music's so everything now. You yeah, have to I kind of <clears throat> say what. I love that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's awesome, and it's more difficult now. <clears throat> now you're like, fuck, I gotta learn a Bon Jovi song if I want to play in a yeah. bar. Shit, <laughs> like yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> but uh, so okay. What was that like music in your family? Like when growing up, is that no. what you grew up around? What was the music no. at home? No, my grandma like listened to like Elton John. Okay, sometimes she didn't really listen to music, she like watched NASCAR and football and like yelled <laughs> at the TV and chain smoked. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. And my mom, like, you know, my mom and dad um, were like vanners in the 70s, like went to van rallies and like just partied and shit. Okay, and so my dad listened to like classic rock and like Charlie Daniels, but I was never like. I don't know. I wasn't like, oh, my mom listens to this, so like I'm gonna like yeah. there was not really a lot of country, you know. She liked Conway Twitty. Okay. You know, the usual for like an eighties, you know, sure. mom. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, no. What what like cracked <clears throat> it open for you then? Like who introduced you or or how'd you find singing? it? Singing. Yeah. Just singing. My I mean my grandma tells me that I would I was just singing from like the moment I could like speak. Right. She was like, Yeah, you would sit in the back seat and sing oh. The theme song for Scooby Doo, like over and over and over. Which is a good theme song, by the way. I know. That's a great one. Killer. Yeah. So I don't know. I think it's just like a weird genetic DNA mutation. I don't, I don't know. Well, and and even the fall into the music that you're into, like doing, I mean, I'm sure it's more expansive than like, you you know, the kind of persona you do with this honka tonk style stuff, which is like, like, but it's, it's got this, I don't know. The element itself, as far as like in the history of country, like honka tonk's like punk as fuck. Like it is. W- country we, is like has a lot of like similarities to punk. Like you see Jerry Lee Lewis light his fucking piano on fire, like that's right. some punk rock shit. <laughs> <laughs> what and it all comes from that too. And like but what 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 drove you to that lane? Just singing and finding yeah. that's where you're comfortable storytelling that way or like Yeah, I mean honestly, like, you know, being an only child, like once I got the internet Oh boy. Like it like changed my life. Like I lived in like a semi-rural area. So I wasn't like going down the street to like see my friends. It was like, yeah, don't, you're going to get run over by like a jacked up truck. (laughs) Um, so I just like would write movies. I really, I've always loved like old film and silent film. And so one of the, some of the first like movies I remember seeing was like Wizard of Oz. And I just wanted to like be Judy Garland and sing and like be, you know, whatever. And so I think that that kind of overlapped, of like, oh, where's this song from? And mm. um, Napster, dude, just right. like get on Napster and download and like that all was... kinds of stuff. And I was also listening to like getting into punk at that point too. Yeah. Like, and who? I just had time. Um, some of the first bands, you know, No Effects, Descendants, Op mm-hmm. Ivy, um, Sick. Sex yeah. Pistols, yeah, all yeah. that. You know? And like, just I don't know. I think I was just like thirsty for right. like something else other than like my environment and like my house um and just wanted to like soak it up like a sponge 
God. It was just cool. Yeah. Like yeah. old-timey music was cool to me. It's complicated. You know? It's got like these harmonic structures that don't sit right. And, almost, you know what I mean? Like compared to like, if you're comparing yeah. it to like the punk end of it and like, but it's like that yeah. attitude, the punk stuff makes that stuff show you how punk it is. Yeah. That, that's, I know that sentence may have made no sense, but like, yeah. you, you know what I mean? Like once you like observe this, absorb, I can talk, absorb this mindset <laughs> of like <clears throat> embracing the individual and going for like the, the thing you should do and doing the thing yeah. you should do and not doing the thing they say you should do should be yeah. in the thing. Yeah. Like whatever. Yeah. But like, yeah, it's really, uh, it's cool. Cause that, that old stuff's punk as fuck. When you think of like, uh, yeah. like tin pan alley tunes and how they got mm-hmm. destroyed in their own way by yeah. everybody in their own cool way. Mm-hmm. And, and be, it started yeah. to really represent these artists. Yeah. But, um, okay. That kind of makes sense. And like with film, like it kind of opens up that, that like perspective yeah. of it and like yeah. when you grew up i'm gonna guess there's no sidewalks right no. right no. so there's not like you, you really like <laughs> yeah and that that's a big deal though like i didn't i don't have sidewalks where there I'm was at. like no bus there's like nothing right you know so it's like you're really finding stuff you're into by yourself and you're oh, it's isolating because yeah. when you gotta yeah. walk five houses down hang out with your one friend yeah (laughs) i was also really into theater in high school i was like really into like art and so i was like total theater kid okay i think a lot of it too was like i just wanted to do something different right and i was like this is cool i want to do this like niche thing and i you know eventually i didn't really know that there were like other people who like played old old timey for lack of a better term music who were like punk as well until like I traveled for the first time and was like, oh my god, these kids are like busking on the street and they're playing country, but they have like a sh- like a mohawk or something weird, you know, like <laughs> half of their head shaved. Yeah. And I was like, I found my people, like old timey <laughs> crust punks. <laughs> old timey crust punks. Yeah. yeah. It's it's weird when you see that when you see like a dude ripping on banjo with a mohawk, but he's singing it's like awesome. folk ballads. Yeah. And it's it's like all these it's just like this amalgamation of all these different things and like yeah. seeing it and like I don't know, that's really cool to immerse yourself and meet other people like that. Yeah. Um it's also the history of it. I was just super I love history and I was super yeah. interested in like just the historical part of it and the right. stories and stuff. So <clears throat> And it's weird because with like honka tonk, that's when like the, the Nashville thing kind of kicks in with like afterwards right with like jim reeves and like the nashville sound type thing yeah it's a whole crazy history the honky-tonk history is just like anything it's just like you could i mean ken burns made a fucking like what yeah. 10 12 part documentary about it so yeah i haven't seen that one yeah. yet but like i've seen yeah, that pretty good i forget which one i saw i, I got really obsessed <clears throat> with like styles and trying to figure out historically mm-hmm. where they came from ken burns got yeah. that really cool jazz one mm-hmm. that's a good one right and like it's 10 hours, like you're saying, two like, hours an episode, and like, Trah. yeah. So, when you were shifting from uke to guitar, was that like it? How was that? Was it hard? Was it easy? Did it, it make was sense? Scary. Yeah. It was scary. Like, I had, you know, tried to play guitar like at 16. Like, my right. boyfriend played guitar, and I was like, oh, I'll try to play guitar. And I like couldn't hold the strings down. And I was like, fuck this thing. I take it away. <laughs> you, you know, and so fast forward, I think it was about like, 2013 ish when I started being like, I want to play guitar more because I want to focus more on like a country sound. And I was like, I just need to like challenge myself to do something. And so I had this um, harmony guitar that my roommate at the time, like had gotten from a yard sale 
And so they were like, you can just have this, whatever. (laughs) And it was like, sounded like shit, you know? Um, but yeah, I would, for a while when I would go to shows, I would like play mostly ukulele songs and then be like, all right guys, I'm learning guitar. I'm going to do a couple guitar songs. And so I kind of had this like transition where I was scared. It was like the ukulele was like a, like a crutch in a way. And so, but finally I was just like, you know, got to the point where I was playing guitar and was just like, all right, bye ukulele. You're, you're in the past now. (laughs) I don't need both of these. Mm -hmm. It is. Yeah. Guitar is interesting because everyone has like this expectation of what a good guitar player is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, especially, it's got to be weird being, uh, not weird, but it's got to be, I'm sure there's more pressure. Oh, there's a girl playing guitar. You know what I mean? Like, there, yeah. that's got to be a thing, too, that... Oh, Lord, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and I'm sure that's annoying and awful. And if you want to mm-hmm. expand upon that, totally. Um, <laughs> I could talk about that shit for, like, two hours. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got time. No. <laughs> yeah. But it, like, it the is. the sun goes it, down. Yeah. <laughs> still talking. Two hours later. <laughs> yeah. It's been 84 years. It's weird though because like that the, the same hands are playing it. You know what I mean? It, like yeah. I don't know. But it's that expectation of like what you, the, the what's on who's on stage doing it and I don't know. Mm-hmm. And like yeah. So I can understand like the the almost anxiety about switching from mm-hmm. well one being a comfortable instrument going to a a bigger, more difficult guitars compared to the uke. There's more, yeah, more to do. More strings to take into consideration, right? And then there's more options too. Mm-hmm. You know, like um, yeah. I'm a music teacher during the day, and I teach um, I teach at a school for kids with autism. And today was ukulele cool. day, and Aww. so and like I was, I kind of had this like uh, epiphany with my high schoolers who have been working on the uke for the last couple of years, switching through mm-hmm. switching chords on the uke was is a hard thing. You know what I mean? When you're switching from C to A minor, easy, Mr. Dave, this is boring. But when you go to D, you're like, oh, shit. Like, oh, shit. (laughs) Yeah. This isn't as easy as just two things. Like a bar chord. Whoa. I still don't play bar chords on the fucking guitar. I I have a capo for a reason. Sorry. (laughs) And it fits with the style that you do. You can be like, no, this is style. But it it is. You got to do that whole thing where you're holding it down and and you got to flip off the audience. And uh, you know what I mean? It's it's not easy. Um, that, that's usually where I lose students as far as like Mm -hmm. guitar is like, they're like, okay, you know what? Maybe I'm not as punk as I thought. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But for them being able today, they just, they, the high schoolers knocked out and were able to do all the chords and they're like, oh, this is easy now. You know what I mean? But like, it's something you don't really consider when you've been playing it for ever, you know, or if you go from like a, your muscle memory is already like established, right? You know, it's sick and strength and whatnot. <laughs> and yeah. um, I did girls rock for four years uh, back in Richmond, and so that yeah. was like similar of like okay. teaching young kids to like play the guitar was just like mind blowing, right? You know, so was, it, was that before? Was this while you were touring? You would come back home type deal? Yeah, it was okay. kind of like in the middle of all that. So I did it. Um, it was like a week long camp. So I did it every year for four years and was like oh, one of the cool. organizers. And, um, yeah, it was like super fun. I loved it. I miss doing that. Was it, do they still do it or is it, uh, I mean, aside from COVID? <laughs> yeah. I mean, so girls rock was like a loose knit organization that just yeah. every state did it different. Oh, okay, cool. Um, and so I don't know if the Richmond one is still happening. I know that there's other types of camps like that that are under certain other names, you know? Yeah. So, 
Yeah, it's, maybe after COVID, I'll teach a kid how to play some drums. I don't know. <laughs> that'd be sick. <laughs> yeah. the, I don't yeah. know. There's something about how you internalize it to explain it and then re-internalize what you're explaining. You know what I mean? Like, wait, it's just this. And they're like, why you? Why do you hold the, if you're playing drums, why do you hold it with that hand and not this? And you're like, yeah. I never thought about that. You know, and whatever you're yeah. teaching, there's like. Do you want to know something funny? Yeah. So I was already playing the guitar, I think maybe. No, no, no. I was still playing uke. And like, I'm self-taught. Right. I'm not like a guitar player because I want to like necessarily be technically good. I just want to like accompany myself, you know? Right. And so I don't really, I didn't like really understand what like a chord progression was. I was just like, oh, that's some chords, mm. I guess. So that's, you know, I didn't understand like the Nashville number system or anything. Right. And uh, I walked into the girls rock guitar class and there was like notes on the chalkboard and there was a diagram of a guitar fretboard. And I was like, oh my oh. God, it's the alphabet. It goes in order. <laughs> <laughs> And now I'm like, I can transpose chords and stuff now, but I was just like, God, I'm stupid. I never realized that, you know, but it's like when you're self-taught, right? I'm just like, well, I don't fucking care. I'm just going to like memorize this song. How'd you, so learning it yourself, <clears throat> where you're just transposing chords and getting these chords and listening to tunes and hearing the progressions and like, yeah, I would sit in front of my Packard Bell 98 um, yeah. computer <laughs> and just get on like Cordy.com yeah. and just sit there and play through songs. And, uh, I've been like somehow I've always had like good rhythm. Right. And I kind of intuitively like would pick up on strum patterns and stuff. So I think that that was helpful. But yeah, I just spent a lot of time in front of the computer just like grinding out Johnny Cash covers. <laughs> and I used to go busk too. Like in Richmond, I would just go busk and like learn songs. I like had the chords in front of me. You know, I was like, I don't care. I just yeah. want to like make a couple bucks. Right. But that's yeah. almost like a, doing it that way. I feel like you once you learn a song right or you write a song, then it goes to performing it. And those yeah. initial first performances are when you fuck it up because it's mm -hmm. new and you're nervous about it. But busking mm -hmm. like that, you're playing for the passersby that don't Good practice. Yeah, that don't care. Yeah. But in your mind, you're like got that audience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, it, it's did you, so on your tours. Would you busk every spot? We would sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, um, certain cities are obviously like better if they're more touristy or right. there's like an actual scene of people who you can be like, like in New York city, for example, like I did busking there with uh, Rudy a whole yeah. lot and, uh, we would like play on the train <laughs> and it's like crazy. Cause it's like, we have 30 seconds to get these people's attention. And we just had a literal 30 second song that we yeah. would do. It wasn't even a full song. And then I would go around singing like with a hat and then we'd like, jump on the next train and do it. And it's like, yeah. And so buskers in New York city will be like, all right, you got to go to like this stop at this time because the train takes longer to come. And so people are standing there for like 10 minutes. It's like this whole, like, you know, science behind it. Yeah. So we would do that sometimes on tour, but, um, other times it was just like, especially if the show is shit, it's just like, man, I'm tired. Let's just like <laughs> go sleep on this dude's floor and like drink some, drink some beer. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, it's I don't traveling like that because there's well, I'll put a pin in that. When you, it's interesting that the the thirty second thing, right? The that yeah. catching these people's attention, and it's almost like like I don't know. Have you done any of the? I saw you've been doing some like radio promotion or promotion for this radio show you're going to be on. Oh yeah, doing little doing little videos, right? Yeah. But like, yeah. have you done the streaming thing yet? Uh, like live streams. Yeah. Yeah, I've done it a few times. It's not 
it's not ideal for me, right. but I did one with my friend Jesse um, on last Saturday, and that was really fun, you know. Yeah, but That's it's just cool. like it's just like depressing. I'm glad people are still playing music and trying to find a way to like cut through the bullshit with COVID, but it's like I don't know. What do you do? Yeah, it's just sad. <laughs> it is. It's super. You it's know? especially for someone like you who who just picks up and goes and travels. It's yeah. got to be like super. Fuck! What do I do? <laughs> like, yeah, how do I? Uh, I had plans. Yeah. And then it was like, bam, fuck your plans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But like that mentality of like the 30 second catch, I'd imagine mm-hmm. pans off in stuff like streaming or even yeah. in like when you start your set, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like when you're switching between acts, was that yeah. like, did that, did it? Was it like the, 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 yeah. the busking trip uh, tips like yeah. work in the set? Yeah, I think it helps. It's just like, uh, I I don't know. I'm not to sound like pretentious, but it's like yeah. I do feel like I'm like an entertainer. That's part yeah. of why I play music is because I want to get up and just like make people laugh or whatever. And so it's I'm very like raunchy on stage, and I'm just like, hey, you know, what the fuck is up, Portland, <laughs> like a hardcore band or something. But you know, just getting in there and like engaging with people, and it's like a, it's a reading the room thing. Yeah, you know, if it's like a quiet coffee shop, I'm not going to get up and like. <laughs> Because ready to hear some fucking honky tonk? Yes. Hit me, you know. <laughs> but um, so I think it just depends. But yeah, busking skills help, <sighs> especially with just like confidence and not really caring. Yeah, it's like what's going on. Just be like, well, I'm gonna play my set, and if you don't fucking care, then that's cool. <laughs> I think <laughs> you know. Yeah, no, I think and that's a super important thing <laughs> to develop because, like, when you're when you're traveling or when you're playing in any gig, right, even if you stay in the same city or if you go to a plethora of, you mm-hmm. find the handful of, like, gigs, right? You're either going to have the DIY gig or, like, the mm-hmm. the like the bar gig. Or yeah, some, there's, like, different categories. Right, or some combination of the... Art gallery. Right, or library yeah. gig, grocery store I gig. I played in a kitchen one time. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, with Rudy. For, uh, wait, wait, wait. Hold it back. I need to hear that story. What was that? Where was that? I don't remember, to be quite honest, but there's a really funny, um, I think it's funny. There's a funny video of um, us starting to play one of our songs. Yeah. And then Rudy like breaks a string and we're just both like, oh, and we just like stop. And it's just really funny. But there's a cool picture of like Rudy standing up on a chair and there's like a refrigerator in the background with like a 420 sticker on it. <laughs> I don't remember much about that show. Yeah. Well, it sounds we it sounds like a house show. <laughs> yeah. Like Yeah. But um but yeah, so like and I I feel like those shows are much more attentive to you as the artist and mm-hmm. what you're doing and appreciating your art where like the bar show, sick, I'm going to get food and money, but no one gives a fuck. Yeah. And yeah. like it's almost like you got to train yourself to be able to accept no response. Like Yeah. It's just humble and it's like not having a fucking ego. So many right. like and just like not feeling like that's like a like not taking everything so damn personally. Yeah. You know? It's like not a reflection of like me if someone doesn't like my music or doesn't want to fucking pay attention to me. You know? Yeah. And I have I have friends and have known people who get really like butthurt when yeah. they play um when they like play a straight up bar and they know it's a bar. It's not a listening room. There's yeah. a difference. And people will be like, can you guys like shut up and like expect people to be quiet? And I'm just like, who the fuck are you, man? Yeah. Like people go to a bar to eat and drink. Right. And like sometimes they go for the music, but like don't, you? I don't know. I don't want to like force someone yeah. to be like, listen to me, listen to my art and my sad lyrics. 
Like, don't you want to kill yourself now? <laughs> Me too. <laughs> now we're all sad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I know. And uh, well, it's in. It's I agree with that. And like it's like how you said, it's reading the room and learning when to do that. Yeah. And it's interesting when people don't, when they try to impose that. Like sometimes yeah, it's, it's admiral, 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 whatever. Admirable. <laughs> admirable. Thank you. Yeah. <sighs> it's been a long day. Um, but like you know, sometimes that is like when someone's trying to bring that to a thing, but when you're forcing people like, I don't know, but like you said, bars are for people that they're not there for you. You, you happen to be there, you know, you might do a Zach Brown song and now they care, (laughs) but (laughs) you have to get a bunch of shitty like wagon wheel and like, God, yes. (laughs) um, Tennessee whiskey. I mean, that's kind of a jam, but like, I'm I'm guessing that's a request. Bangers that you get requested (laughs) all the time. (laughs) I generally like, don't do requests because like yeah. I don't know right. a lot of the songs that I'm not gonna fucking learn them. It's like I'll stumble through it if you put fifty dollars in the fucking hat right now. Right. But like, you know, yeah, and it's the worst. They're like, no, 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 and they bring the phone. It just it goes like this, and you're oh like, my god, would you do I that? Like, cuss people the fuck out. I'd be like, get the fuck away from me, dude. Like, somebody get your friend. Come get Becky. <laughs> She's wasted. Take her the fuck home, man. <laughs> Uh, it's that's like the worst. Like it's cool when yeah. they engage, right? That's great. That's what we want. And they're it's like, "Hi." <laughs> yeah. All up in your shit. Like, dude, I could like spit on you right now. You're so close. Get away. <laughs> Hopefully now. Have you been doing any bar gigs with uh with the whole COVID thing? Have you found any spots no. that are cool? No, I haven't. Um. Yeah. Portland is like fortunate because our cases are like currently as of like today going down. Nice. Um, but. Everyone here is also like really good about mask, social yeah. distance, you know, and like bars are open for only outdoor seating. People play nice and don't fucking like, you know, um, come up and cough on you or anything. But yeah. yeah, I just don't, you know, I know that people are playing shows right now and it's just not something that like I personally feel comfortable doing because sure. I don't, I don't want to like encourage people to be in danger people to like be going out. Yeah. And I think it's like, okay, in certain, it's just a, it's a complicated issue because it is like state by state. Right. Like I have friends in Texas or California who are playing gigs indoors. Yeah. And I'm just like, please be safe. But it's yeah. fucked up because it puts musicians in this thing. I'm a bartender too. And so it's yeah. like, well, if I want to like make money, I have to like go. It's the only thing that a lot of people do, right. you know? And so it's like, if we would have just shut everything down for like two months. Completely. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just like my friends wouldn't have to be like going and playing inside a fucking bar for, you know, and it's like people social distance and stuff, but it just makes me nervous. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's, it's a a really weird issue. I agree with you on that. And there's like, it's not black and white and people get really like polarized about it, but I'm just like, we got to, got to chill out a little bit, like step back. I think what you said is is really insightful. It's not black and white or black or yeah. white. It's like it's not right or wrong or like it's a it's a gray messy issue. And like it seems like everything politics wise now is it's a gray messy issue and everyone yeah. wants to be. It's like it's uh, I mean it's 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 one side or the other. And mm-hmm. if I say black and white, that might you know I mean that might yeah. it, well it's not like one or the other. Yeah, yeah it's not. It's yeah. a whole mess of shit and everyone's confused mm-hmm. all the time and like yeah and like depressed right. <laughs> And like it, it makes it so hard because people like shun people who say one thing or you, the, the, the maybe yeah. friends that are playing the gig. Some of your other friends are like, fuck them. 
You're like, no, no, it's Scott. He needs to eat. And like, I don't know. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like hard. It's really hard. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There's like, yeah, there's no right or wrong yet. And like, I don't know. So it's super confusing, especially when that's what you do. And that's kind of how Uh you identify yourself and you bring people together. You want, it's never for ill intent. You want people to feel good. Yeah. So what have you been doing? Like, Quarantine-wise. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, I've been watching a lot of Star Trek. <laughs> yeah? How far did you get? Yeah. Oh, man. I did uh, Next Generation was okay. first, and then we did Deep Space Nine. My boyfriend's, like, laughing at me right now. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> then we're just, like, two episodes from finishing Voyager. Nice. So, All right. It's, like, doing it. Good. And I don't know what to do. I'm, like, afraid to watch the new ones. Right. I'm, like, I get attached to the characters. I'm, like, I miss... Picard, where's Data? <laughs> I don't want to go watch a new one. <laughs> it's so funny. They're like my friends, and I'm like graduating high school. <laughs> it, it, it's a weird. It's, a, it's a, any like serialized serialized show. You grow attached to these yeah. characters, and like at the yeah. end of it, you're like, that's get like good. right, right. Well, yeah. uh, the one that's good writing in Star Trek's as far as like a philosophical deep dive. That's a yeah. and and a cool There's one. Some really good episodes. Yeah, yeah, and like. <clears throat> But like, okay. No, uh, have you been recording at all? Any, any tunage? Yeah, yeah, I put out an EP um, in no, like November first. Okay. It dropped on Bandcamp. Um, e- yeah, <laughs> bio. We did that in like a month. Yeah, we Fuck. just like hammered it out, and it started as like I want to record like a song or two to like have something to send, and then we were like, well, let's ask our other housemate to just like play drums on this you know yeah um and so it just like i was like all right well let's fucking do it um there's skits between every song if you That's go to awesome. the band camp version yeah um so that was really fun had a lot of fun with making all the sound effects the foley and stuff i almost had more fun doing the skits than i did like the yeah. actual songs but the spotify and itunes versions are just the songs because it's like i don't want to make people listen to a skit every time they want to like listen to my album you know gotcha gotcha that's awesome though i don't know that that, it puts a narrative to it that may have not been there or may be implied but now is clear (laughs) fully stuff's fun is fun because you're like oh i'm walking on flour but actually it sounds like snow like i know (laughs) yeah that's awesome um and your music's got kind of that humor with it I, i haven't heard the i didn't see that drop yet um this ep that you just put out like but you definitely got some tunes that are like like whiskey and plan B, like, yeah. <laughs> like that got this humor. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, so was that something you've always wanted to do or is that just something that kind of came up was adding this like comedic sketch element to it? I think I'm just, I'm a fucking ham dude. It's like, <laughs> I will like get up and just like <laughs> entertain, Yeah. you know, get a couple drinks in me, especially. And I'm just like, you want to hear a story? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm like the drunk grandpa or something telling like stories about, you know, the old days but yeah i just think that it's people want to laugh yeah i like to laugh i like making people laugh um roger miller has like a dark quote where he said that uh you know i just always thought that if i made people laugh then they wouldn't go away fair enough and i'm just like oh my god that's like heartbreaking and also i'm like that's true (laughs) i I relate to it it's hitting home and i'm (laughs) in more than one way roger (laughs) yeah yeah was so. it, what's the songwriting like, uh, do you ever, are you just, do you take inspiration and just roll with it or do you have like a schedule? Like I've been talking to some people that are like, 
I practice Hell creativity. No. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's I'm I'm like ADD as fuck. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I have focus issues anyway, especially during COVID. I'm just like, well, I could go clean that. You know, if I'm I can't go to yeah. like, I could go to a coffee shop, but it's like I don't. You know, um, yeah. but it is hard. Like sometimes I'll just like go on a walk and jot stuff down. I went on like a wine walk recently where I just like got a can of wine and just walked around the neighborhood at like 1am and just like <laughs> wrote down like notes in my phone That's and then woke awesome. up the next day and was like, what the fuck did I write? Damn. Um, so stuff like that. And I do love people watching and just like, yeah. I would always get inspiration from seeing people play, okay. you know? Okay. So just stuff like that. But, um, well, that- I, I also do like, I write poetry and like prose, I guess you'd call it. Um, okay. so when I'm tired or don't feel inspired to write a song, I try to do poetry because it is like keeping that creative muscle going, right. you know? So just trying to exercise that, do some other writing. Yeah. Is there, has poetry, was writing poetry around before playing music? Well, let me tell you that. <laughs> I still have my journals from when I was like 13, 14 yeah. up. I could like, you know, we don't have time, but it's like I could go grab one right now and read you like the most emo poem where it's like, <laughs> my eyes are burning like my heart, like stab me and kill me. But, yeah, It's just like so angsty. So I was like on the poet shit. Yeah. I had like a website on G- GeoCities. Yeah. Had all that. <laughs> nice. Was there, so, was there poets that inspired that? When you first started going, or were you just like, I can express, I can organize words? I think I just was like writing about how much I fucking hated my like my <laughs> life, you know? Um, yeah. And I was, you know, listening to music and being like, oh, I want to like write a song or, you know. Um, but now I do, you know, I do have favorite poets. I really love um, Edna St. Vincent Millay. Okay. I love Bukowski. He's a fucking motherfucker, but Especially I just, if you I like love it. Dark stuff. There you go. Yeah. So those are two um, Pablo Neruda. Okay. Got some good shit. Nice. Yeah. I just, I like it if it's, if it speaks to me. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. Was it, that's yeah. it with the, Bukowski's got weird. Have you ever listened to him? Yeah. Do the poetry, right? It's weird. Dude. It's weird yeah. But like mm-hmm. after a while, you're kind of like, oh shit, he's spitting. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I know. It's, yeah. it's a very weird cadence at first. And like, mm-hmm. it's poetry is so much of it. It's like this cadence and you got to hear someone say it and when you hear how mm-hmm. they say things it almost makes yeah. more sense yeah um that, okay I, and that was something i've been kind of thinking like when you first i don't know everyone kind of gets creative in their teens right and like there's like mm-hmm. there's not like this def- refined thing there's it's usually like i fucking want to die as opposed to like you know what i mean as opposed to i feel so sad the the sorrow within me yeah. is as deep as this yeah. you know it's not like it's just pinpoint you know what i mean it's just yeah. like one thing but yeah. some of that kicks so hard and like people tend to be like soup they put out a lot of shit when they're younger mm-hmm. and like yeah. in those formative years and as they kind of grow up it seems like that creative drive either it, you start to become more aware of certain things and it, you have to finite everything and it doesn't come out as much or it, you <clears throat> start to be more judgmental of it did yeah. you experience something like that like Writing wise, trying, trying to think of um, trying to wrap my head around the question. I okay, guess. sorry. No, I, I was kind That's of right. uh, rambling, but <laughs> basically, like, when you first were giddy, when you were younger and just being creative, was it easier just to put shit out than it is now? Yeah, I think that it's also like I didn't. I was a kid. I went right. to like high school and came home 
and didn't really do. I went yeah. to the mall, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so I just had a lot of alone time. Um, and I think, you know, you grow up and you get responsibilities and, right. yeah. you know, got to put on your big boy pants and get a job and then, you know, develop a taste for alcohol. <laughs> so it's like I found another coping mechanism over here. <laughs> So, and I guess, yeah. you know, depending how much that taste uh, uh, takes over, you uh, definitely runs yeah. into some times where you can be more uh, creative yeah. in a way that may stick around later. But yeah. like, um, that's, you know, I haven't put that, that together yet, thinking about it just on a time amount, you know, amount of time level. So I've talked <clears> with <throat> a, quite a few people and a lot of times they, they feel like as they've gotten older, they're creative, they either got more uh, self-conscious or had you know yeah. less out i think you just see the world different it's like yeah. a totally different perspective so was it and like as far as like with with you and traveling so much how did that change how you see everything like what was that was it what you thought it would be when you initially I mean, it's um, been one more time you broke up just a little bit okay yeah so how did that change your perspective right so when you went yeah. out, like you had, there's like this kind of the, the daydream of just traveling and seeing all this and being mm-hmm. uh, just nowhere bound in a way and that freedom that it entails. What was, did it live up to that or what, what, what's the takeaway from that? Yeah, I think it was just like really, I think it's good for your one's personality. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, okay. To go and like put yourself at the mercy of like the kindness of strangers, for lack of a better term, it was like very humbling and I realized from a very early point that like, it is not fucking about me. Yeah. Like <laughs> the world doesn't care. Like it's not about me, you know? Um, right. And so that was just like humbling I and think, it was awesome. I think it's like, it just knocks you fucking down yeah. a notch about like what you deserve or what you're like entitled to, you know? <clears throat> I think that's well said. Cause like when you're traveling, I'd, how often would you usually go with the, with, someone else hitting the tour or how often was it solo dolo um i have only done like one long so long ish solo tour um because i didn't i never had a car you know so it was like oh you got a car let's go on tour (laughs) um but while i was like hitchhiking and stuff um it was with another person i hitchhiked by myself like a handful of times but you know it's funner with someone uh initially you went out with like an oldsmobile right with like windows yeah, that didn't that work. Was, yeah, dude, that was a the car that I learned to drive on, and there was a whole thing about um, how I ended up driving that across the country. It was like a tour was falling apart, and I was like, yeah. "Well, I still got to go do these dates." Right. Um. So I did it, and I was like, "This car is not going to make it," and it was like totally fine. But yeah, yeah, the fucking windows. Like, if I went through a drive-through, I had to like open the door <laughs> <laughs> or like hold the window as I was like rolling it up. You know, the motor's like. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> Oh, that would be so annoying. Just like, I know that would, but I could sleep in it. That's cool. Yeah. There's room. There's room. The van, that van life comes clutch when you're like living that, when you're traveling like that. Cause you're like Walmart. What up? Yeah. (laughs) For real. Oh yeah. Oh man. And I imagine it's weird, but I imagine a lot of like going out to see the world and meet people is kind of like you are more, to yourself than you think, right? Mm-hmm. Like when you get when you drive eight hours, get to the the city, find the venue. It's still only four o'clock. Gigs gigs not till nine. You know, start what I mean? drinking, right? <laughs> yeah. Like or what? What do you? Yeah. It's like how do you fill that time? Either you you start 
hopping on the MySpace at the time or the Facebook or whatever you use the book yeah. or um, I can't remember. There was that cool DIY uh, org uh, page where you can find DIY spots. You know what I'm talking oh, yeah. about? What the yeah. Na- what's the name of that spot? Um, uh, I can't remember. But like, I don't remember either. Because <laughs> I've done a not a lot of like long tours like you have. I've always wanted to, and I've always it was um, admired someone who is the road dog and just like hits it, yeah. goes out. And like, we'll mm-hmm. go out for weeks and try to book a Monday. How do you fucking book a Monday? I can barely book a Saturday. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Yeah. It's a skill. <laughs> and, yeah. But, um, yeah. so there's, there's like this, this, you have so much time to yourself and like, yeah, just kind of reflecting upon what you said, learning that everything isn't about you. Like that mm-hmm. makes sense that that would come from that. And that's really, yeah. I think self knowledge is like the only knowledge we get anyway. Even yeah. you know what I mean? Like I think that's a really cool, inspiring way to learn that. Yeah, definitely. Um, so how's your health? How have you been? Because like, good. You just fucking beat cancer's ass. <laughs> like that's fucking yeah, intense. Um, yeah, it was like two years, um, two year mark recently, and so that's cool. So yeah, I go in for like checkups, and I have to get like a colonoscopy, yeah. you know, once um, a year or whatever. But yeah. um. It's kind of like a, they monitor you for about mm-hmm. five years. Um, and Fuck. if you go that far yeah. without like a reoccurrence, then you're like technically cured. Hell yeah. So, but I'll cool. still have to like be on top of like getting colonoscopies as I get, you know, older and just like yeah. making sure nothing's going on up there. Did so, you, did something happen where you were like, why do I feel like shit? Or like, how did, did was it just oh, a checkup? Man. And then it was like, so this is a uh, like graphic, but I was shitting blood oh. for a year. Oh, fuck. Like, yeah, that is dude. Brutal. I was living in, I yeah. was living in Austin and I was like partying a lot and I was yeah. like, Oh fuck, maybe I have like an ulcer right. or like something. And I just kind of was like, I don't have insurance. I work full time. I yeah. don't like have money. I, so I just ignored it. Honestly, right. I was like, it'll go away. If I ignore it, it'll go away, you know? And so like, finally I just was like, something is like wrong, dude. I was like, I got to fucking figure this out. And so that's why I left Austin yeah. is because I couldn't get medical care. It was awful. It was like a fucked up, uh, process, but I had, I had already like had a trip planned to Santa Cruz Yeah. and people, I, you know, was talking to people about it and they were like, dude, California and Oregon have like pretty decent state healthcare. Like I bet you could get seen. Oh, okay. Um, and nice. so I ended up in Portland and got seen within like two weeks, you know? Yeah. That's awesome. Signed up for OHP. Um, yeah. So that's why I came to people like, oh, what brought you to Portland? And I'm like, I was shitting blood and needed to get to a hospital. And here I am. You that's know? the most punk rock way to get to Portland. I know, dude. Like uh, Lyft drivers ask me and I'm just like, yeah. oh, you know, I just wanted to move cool. to a new place. Cool city. <laughs> but that's, yeah. I don't, that's amazing that you were like, cause you, that's something like I think of anyone that anyone listening it hasn't thought about. Hopefully they do is like if you're going to embark and be the. Uh, the traveling uh, musician could be healthy and learning how to where to find that because yeah. you don't think about that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And a lot of until you like have to. Right. And like yeah. sometimes you're not in the situation where you're in Portland and it's easier. You know what I mean? And healthcare fucking sucks. There's no, yeah. there's no good way about that. And if you don't, if you're yeah. coming in there with nothing. Like it's, it's rough. Mm-hmm. Like that's, I don't know. That's crazy. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad everything's good. Yeah, me like, too. <laughs> that's a way cooler reason to be like. That's why I'm in Portland. 
Change your blood. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. Gory. Gory details. <laughs> gory details. But it's important. Mm-hmm. It's important to think about. It's important to be aware of and be aware of yourself. Yeah. And like, mm-hmm. oh, that's awesome. Well, Allison, what else, what else you got planned coming up? Oh, boy. Um, Is there a tag to this uh, EP? I don't know. Um, <laughs> no one does. <laughs> I don't know. I God, I had so much momentum before COVID. I was like right. planning all this shit. And so it's like it's been really hard to stay like motivated and like yeah. focus on goals. Um, I'm trying to eventually put out like a zine or a chat book of my like writing, like poetry. Okay, cool. At some point. And so doing some stuff like that, just trying to keep writing in some capacity. I've been yeah. like watching a lot of documentaries. Yeah. Um, like I might do like, uh, man, like Streetlight Harmonies is a really good one. It's okay. about doo-wop. Yeah. Um, so that's good. And, oh man, uh, Don't Think I've Forgotten is one about, um, um, is it Cambodia? Ah, uh, yeah, Cam- Cambodian uh, like psych uh, rock scene, and I, it's uh, like pretty fucked up history. Yeah, but it's I a really good documentary. I can't remember. I was like, yeah, with the Pol Pot and all that shit. Yeah, yeah, that sounds. It's it's crazy to see like some things we like. Oh, you know, some of those trippy bands in America. You don't really mm-hmm. like. Yeah, they play the bar and then they they go in their garage. But when you put yeah. it in a different context and how like weird not weird but how much more difficult it is to do that even a blues band i had a friend from turkey Mm -hmm. who wanted to do blues music you know i mean how often can you throw like a a dart in any direction in america hit a blues band you know i mean someone's dad in a playing harmonica you know like they're they're everywhere and it's great it's cool Mm -hmm. it's good music what not dogging it like but like sh- this girl, she wanted to play blues and she couldn't find it anywhere. And like people would give her shit for it. In Turkey? In Turkey, yeah. Okay, yeah. But and she came here and like it was probably around the same time we met, like ten years ago, mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, maybe a little, maybe a little less. No, I, I showed her some blues spots. She's like, "This is awesome." And she was like super intense. Yeah. She was like, "This, mm-hmm. this is awesome." Like, I'm like, "Whoa." <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. I'm glad she found her people. <laughs> yeah, well, she's she ended up going back to church. She was really into like honka talk and like American, mm-hmm. like the history of country and shit, like yeah. um, country music. It's mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just interesting. Like when you put something we take for grant granted, yeah. in like a different context, and how much mm-hmm. it difficult, how how difficult it is to do something like yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, well. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for hanging out. I know we've been like uh, going back me. and forth and like trying yeah. to trying to pair this up and like I was trying to figure out if Brown Bird was alive. He's and, good. He's thriving. <laughs> I know. I'm so glad he's alive. Yeah. Do you do you guys ever think you'll do something again musically? I don't think so. I hadn't talked to him in a couple years and yeah. I like you know, I think that he just gets like swarmed with messages and I was like, Oh my god, did I like do something like wrong? Like why is he not responding? Yeah, yeah. But I eventually messaged him and he was like, Oh hey, how's it going? You know, so I think you just, you know, leaving the music behind, which is like, yeah. that's fucking fine. Sometimes I wish I could do that and like right. do something else, you know, but it's, it's hard. It's hard when that's like something you're so motivated by the do. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I find myself, I admire people that can say no, you know what I mean? Now I yeah. do like, cause I'm still like, Oh fuck. I, yes. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I can't yeah. say no to shit. <laughs> like, yeah. Musically or opportunity wise, like mm-hmm. other stuff. Totally. But all right. Well, thank you so much for hanging out. I'm uh, yeah, man. I'm gonna hit the pause. If you were my 
about you, darling, dear, now, and if you were my so-and-so, I'd probably just let you go and set shudders down my spine. I'm thinking about you, darling, dear, now, and if you were my out to lunch, I'd probably have that same old hunch and set shivers down my spine. I'm thinking about you, darling, dear, now, well, there ain't nothing, maybe something Rudy or Gail Ruby in the Shriek, and we talked about that in the interview. So that's Allison and Brownbird Rudy Relic. 